0: Jim Beheim got his 1100th career win today, but all he wants to talk about is the fact that Syracuse basketball is one and oh, it's your Locked On Syracuse Tuesday episode. It's coming up right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? Hello. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has recovered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm Owen Valentine. No bones today, but we still have the recap of Syracuse basketball's season opener against Lehigh, a 90-72 to victory for the Orange, and a lot to break down in this game. And I would obviously love to have Bones's input on this one, but to close out today's episode, our final block is going to have your thoughts. We reached out on Twitter to get your thoughts on the game, see what you guys were thinking after Syracuse's first timeout in the 2022-2023 campaign, I thought they looked pretty good. And I think there are a lot of positives to take away, but that is not to say that there's nothing that can be improved. And I think that is going to be the narrative of today's game is there were a lot of positives and a ton of things that when we sort of cycled through this game and we're going to do that shortly, you're going to see a ton of awesome things happen today and a lot of things that you're, I think, have me really excited about the future of this team but you're also going to see that this is a young team and it was not a flawless game. And there are some things that you can look for them to improve upon this season, despite the fact that they pull off a 90 to 72 victory over Lehigh. There are a handful of names that really stood out to me today for positive reasons. And that's where we're going to start today, because I think that there's no better place to start in terms of this game than to give credit where credit's due. And I've got, at least four players, maybe a fifth that I think we're going to break down, because I think there's a ton that you can take away from this and should really be excited about. The first one, I'm going to look at Jesse Edwards, and Jesse Edwards had a mismatch in this game that is not hidden by anyone. He was being guarded by JT Tan, who was fun to watch, but he is by no means someone that has the capabilities of locking down Jesse Edwards, and he took advantage of that mismatch, and it was it was cool to see Jesse be as dominant as you expected him to be in this situation, and it gave me a ton of confidence in him moving forward uh, in the fresh campaign. He ends up in 28 minutes. He grabs 18 points, 11 rebounds, dishes. I grabbed three blocks. I think maybe I thought there was a fourth, but I, you know, the stat sheet says three. A couple of steals and assists. Should have had more than one assist, but Benny Williams missed the layup. Uh, he looked really, really good in this game. And I loved seeing the offense facilitated through him. And I think the offense was at its best when he was getting a touch on the ball in a possession because I think he required so much defensive concentration and defensive assistance in in this game for Lehigh. And that was what was able to you know, have him be so successful and open up shots for other guys. And he's able to pick up the assist or two. I think his assist came... Uh, on a drive to Malik Brown, if I remember correctly, on a nice little drive, and he got a good little finish on that one. But Jesse was distributing the ball well. He was dominant in terms of when he got the ball inside, and that Joe Girard to Jesse Edwards combination for multiple alley-oops in this game was absolutely electric. The first one was Joe was, I think, three or four steps behind half court, hits Jesse with the perfect lob in stride, them getting out and running. I think it might have been after a made basket. And then later on, off the pick and roll, Jesse wide open. And it feels like whenever Jesse throws down that thunder dunk, he seems like he's so far away from the hoop. And it is so entertaining to see. And he gets my first nod in this game as a player who did exactly what you needed him to do and even more. So the first shout out of today goes to Jesse Edwards. The second shout out goes to another J name in Judah Mintz. Judah Mintz in 26 minutes. Uh, With 16 points in this game, three assists, he did have three turnovers in this one, but I think you saw what Judah Mintz can do today. We had a lot of confidence in him coming in. Obviously, the late cycle recruit, Beheim has called him, I believe, the best freshman point guard that he has had as a starter. Uh, gave him comparisons to Johnny Flynn. And today, Judah Mintz, outside of a a botched layup to open up this game uh, pretty early on where he was wide open out in transition. I don't know if he took his eye off the rim, messed things up a little bit, but he misses the open layup. You scratch that play, he was absolutely incredible in this game. It was so fun to watch him consistently get to the hoop and consistently find a shot and create for himself And I think that is something that you really can get excited for with Judah Mintz. And that's going to be his M.O. at this season, I think, and what he is capable of doing. It's such a relief to see after you get used to what, you know, Joe and Buddy did last season as the one and two, to see a guy like Judah Mintz come in and have the ability to get to the hoop successfully and finish at the rim. That was one of the biggest things I saw from Judah was he can finish in traffic. And he can finish contested layups, and that's going to be really beneficial for him because he's going to be playing against, obviously, better defenses than you're going to see uh, that Lehigh can put up against you. But his ability to finish in traffic today, get to the rim, finish contested shots, is very memorable and sets up a very good precedent for what he can do this season. I liked what he was able to do. So Judah gets the nod number two. Jesse gets the initial one. My third one, and this was... I am going to say my biggest surprise in this basketball game was the performance of Simir Torrance. I didn't know what to expect from Saimir. Obviously, you, you call him the experience. And, and Beheim said it in his post-game press conference uh, after this game. You know, he is experienced and he's one of the veteran guys on this team, but it never really clicks for me. And I sort of forget it a lot. But I think as I watched him play today, I saw a completely different performance than what I had anticipated Symeer being able to do. I mean, he hit a step back three in this basketball game. Symeer Torrance, a guy who has always been solid defensively and was solid defensively tonight without a doubt. But Symeer Torrance, who I have questioned his offensive abilities and his abilities to score, hits a step back three in this basketball game. It was outstanding. He ends up with double figures with 10 points. I think he had three assists. Uh, just... Played solid defensively, and the one that stands out with me as well is he had six rebounds, and he got, I think, three or four rebounds in the first half in probably, I think it was eight minutes of play, something like that. So he's crashing boards well, and he was pushing the pace, helping to get out in transition, move the ball a little bit. He really brought in an interesting spark, and it was a funky little lineup that I didn't expect to be as exciting as it ended up being but it was Judah Mintz, Saimir Torrance, Quidier Copeland, Malik Brown, and Jesse Edwards. And they put together a really solid shift. And it was sort of headlined by Saimir and not necessarily Judah for that little stretch, which was something that I, I did not expect. And I, I give Saimir all the credit because he, I think he had a nice little finish at the rim. He was able to get that setback three that I talked about, uh, three for three at the line as a team free throw shooting. Something that you need to celebrate—they go twenty-four for thirty-one on the game. In this one, they were at eighty percent for a while, uh, and then missed one or two down the stretch. But that is really, really important. And Simir gets the third nod in this game. Uh, I'm going to go five. The last two will be sort of rapid fire. Uh, Monir Hema—they switched, and you know, I, I I can't believe I went this far without mentioning this. Syracuse opens up the game today in man-to-man defense. So Jim Beheim had said it, and I don't know if a lot of us believed it until we saw it on game one, but Jim Bayheim opens up the season in man-to-man defense, played about 15 minutes a man. Monier or Hima comes in with about five minutes to play in the first half. They switched to zone, and Hima was really solid at the center of the zone, picked up back-to-back blocks uh, on a singular possession, was a force in the middle. He didn't play a ton today and I don't think this is a guy that you're going to expect to play a ton because of what Jesse can do and in my shout out of Jesse Edwards, I forgot to mention, you know he plays almost 30 minutes with only one foul today, which is a really impressive thing. So Monier didn't have to play a ton, but Monier did what he needed to do. Those two blocks in the zone when he was playing there, really effective. He got a couple of offensive boards and a putback. So for his two points, I thought he played really solid. I liked what I saw out of him. And my final shout today is going to be to Malik Brown. I liked what I saw from Malik Brown. And I think we're going to talk about him a little bit later in today's episode. Malik Brown looked really good. Played 13 minutes, dropped seven points, three for five from the field. Uh, I, I liked the way he played. He sort of had this, I don't know if I want to say swagger about him, but it just seemed like he was effortless today. And some of the guys Uh, I'll talk Chris Bell, maybe looked like he was a little nervous, maybe didn't want to make a mistake. I don't know what the case was in that, but Malik Brown played with that confidence with like, it was, it was really like he was just gliding out there and it was so smooth. And he is a guy that, you know, we weren't really sure what he could do this season. And I think after game one, and obviously, You're going to make generalizations after game one, but this is a guy that I I think can overperform in terms of what my personal expectations were from him based on his 13 minutes of run today. Uh, Joe Girard, before we get to our first break, uh, 19 points, five of 10 from the field, uh, was four of six from three in this game. Uh, He played a solid game. I, I think that's what you're going to expect from him. And this role with him as the two guard is going to be very beneficial. Um, But he did not make my top five today in terms of performances and surprises. And I think that is a nod to what Joe did today because it was sort of not quite under the radar, but he just, you know, it's what you want him to do this year. And it's what I'm expecting from him. So he didn't jump off the page in terms of these surprises that I'm going to shout out in our first block. All right, let's take a break. But coming up, we've got some more to dissect, right? This was not a perfect game by any means. There are some conversations to be had, and we will take a look at those uh, right after the quick break here. It's time to talk about Nissan. And this week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, We're going to switch to basketball because this is a basketball episode, but I am going to talk about Johnny Flynn's dunk against Rutgers. It was early in my fandom of Syracuse basketball, but it is one of the most memorable plays that I think will will stand out for me forever in terms of Syracuse basketball, and it is watching Johnny Flynn elevate, absolutely posterize Rutgers, try to keep a straight face, and then he loses it. And hits that smirk when all is said and done. Uh, And it is one of my favorite moments and a thrilling moment from Nissan for today. So this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs. Featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. So we talked about the good, right? We talked about our surprise players. Who jumped off the page for us? Maybe who was that guy that we we weren't sure what to expect from and and comes out and plays a solid game. Now let's talk about some things that, that might need to be improved. And the one thing that I think needs to be stepped up, and this is something addressed by Jim Beheim in his post-game press conference, is when you have freshmen, and there are five freshmen that played today, right? Peter Carey played a little bit down the stretch. I'm going to say not maybe not five freshmen. But when you look at Judah, when you look at Chris Bell, when you look at Malik Brown, when you look at Quadir Copeland, when you look at Justin Taylor, uh, and so the five freshmen that played, Peter Carey being the sixth, uh, you're, you're going to have some issues, right? These are, these are new players. This is a learning curve. The jump from high school basketball, even at the highest level of high school basketball, where you've got guys from, you know, IMG coming in, the highest level, you're playing the toughest high school competition. The jump to the college game is very different, uh, and, and that is something that you're going to see. And that is where I think to go off topic a little bit. There is a very simple non-conference schedule for Syracuse this season. There are not a ton of very difficult teams, so I think that's very beneficial to this young team because you have guys that are learning and guys that are trying to make this transition and guys trying to make that jump. And I think that's where you're going to get your biggest benefit. But Beheim was talking about it. These guys are going to need to improve a little bit defensively. And, and Syracuse didn't play terrible on defense, but I don't think anyone walked away from this game saying, "Wow, Syracuse is an outstanding defensive team." There are some things that need to improve, and one of the biggest ones was Jim Beheim was very outspoken about Chris Bell in the post-game press conference, talking about, you know, yes, Chris Bell is, in Beheim's words, the second best shooter on this team besides Joe Girard, And that is why he is starting. And that is why uh, he's in the game. But Beheim said that he really, really struggled defensively and struggled the most defensively today in his eyes. And the big thing was were some loose balls where it seemed like Chris Bell might have been able to jump on it, get out in transition, or at least just secure the ball for Syracuse and he was a little bit flat-footed, didn't really go towards it, wasn't that aggressive defensive player that you're going to need him to be uh, playing man-to-man and playing 2-3 when you're going to drop into the zone. And, and that is one of the big concerns that Bayheim had. And it's, you know, other players are in the same boat, and you're going to need to be able to improve defensively. But that was one of the key concerns in this game for Syracuse was was defense. And they they did a pretty good job, you know, holding Lehigh, to not the greatest day shooting in the first half, but the second half Lehigh was able to have a lot more success. Uh, Lehigh shot 34% in the first half, bumped up to just about 52% in the second half. So uh, a significant jump there uh, to end up shooting 45% on the day, but Syracuse needed to get a couple more stops. Uh, Boeheim was talking about a lack of aggression that you might see uh, in terms of contesting opposing shots and You know, it's just things that you're going to need to see this team improve upon. And I think that when you watch this team play, there were improvements that you could see contained in these 40 minutes. There are definitely improvements amongst guys from the initial scrimmage or the initial exhibition game to the second exhibition game to today. You're going to continue to watch these guys grow and watch these guys learn and advance in the college game. It is not a group of guys when you have five contributing freshmen and a sixth that can come in. Uh, and possibly play some minutes here and there in Peter Carey. But when you've got five freshmen that are going to contribute, you're going to need to see them improve. They're going to need to make adjustments, and they're going to need to take those strides relatively quickly. But you do have the ability with this schedule where you're really not playing all too good of a team until Illinois at the end of November – um so game what one two three four five six seven the seventh game in the ACC Big Ten Challenge you know maybe St. John's is going to give you a test of sorts uh if you end up playing them in the Empire Classic but not really a difficult non-conference schedule for Syracuse and that is going to allow these freshmen to continue to learn so there's some concerns defensively a couple other concerns you know obviously you look at Chris Bell I personally thought he he gets a little bit lost and this was something that I noticed in the second exhibition he sort of gets lost in in the starters and seems like the one that is is not quite contributing as much or or seems as comfortable and maybe that's something that will come with time you got to get a little more confident and his shot is good you know you you saw it a little bit and he had a big three in this game early in the or late in the first half uh to get on the board but you You wanted to see a little bit more from him was something that I take away from here. Another thing with the freshman, you know, Justin Taylor, one for seven from the field and 20 minutes of play. I uh, did have three steals, no turnovers, so he was he was making up for some things. Uh, I did enjoy watching Justin Taylor crash the boards early on, but the the shots that I saw him take were a little bit forced at times. And you know, Bayheim said that those are the shots that he he takes and can make. But I would like to see him, a guy that can, in theory, shoot the ball as well as we hear Justin Taylor can. I would like him seeing some higher percentage looks and taking some higher percentage shots than he is uh, and that we saw him play in this game. And the final one of concern for me, which is not – I don't want to overreact yet, but I think we might talk about this uh, at the end, is with Benny Williams. Benny was one for five from the floor, uh, three rebounds in this game, two points. Two turnovers, a block. It's not what you're looking for from Benny Williams, especially when you look at what he did in the first two exhibitions, right? You you look at the first exhibition, and Benny grabs, what, 15 points and 12 rebounds. He puts up a double-double. You're really, really confident. He was sort of the spark in that Indiana-PA game. And then in that Southern New Hampshire game, he – he continued to crash the boards pretty well with eight rebounds. Uh, not as many points, but to see him in you know similar minutes to what we saw him do in the exhibitions, come out you know a lot more flat and a lot less effective uh, is something that I think you can circle right now. I don't know if it's of concern, but it is something to circle and be aware of because we want him to make that jump, right, Benny Williams is very much an indicator of this team's success this season and the jump that he makes or does not make as this season continues. I will say he looked a little bit more confident on the floor, which goes a long way for me in terms of what I think about Benny. Last year, I I watched him just seem so scared almost, not confident in himself. He didn't seem like he thought he could do it. Uh, Today, he looked a little bit better. Did... He play perfect? No. Did he play great? No. Did he play good? No. But he did have some more confidence. I like what he does off the ball, um, but I would have liked to see him if at the end of the day, he scores two points. I needed to see him a little bit more successful crashing the boards and grabbing rebounds in this game uh, to compensate for the lack of offensive output that you saw from him today. All right. One final break today and coming up, we will talk Your responses. We reached out on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse to get your post game thoughts. I'm going to read them out loud. I'll react to them, give you my interpretation of what it is that you are seeing in this initial game, but a quick break. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, to soccer, To eSports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. You talk about betting. Oh, boy. How about Syracuse today? The final line in this basketball game. With 17 and a half points. Syracuse scores a basket with 24 seconds left to get up by 18. They hold on defense and cover. Those of you out of staters in New York, what a sweat. Good or bad whatever side of that bet you were on, that was uh, as down to the wire as you can get. Uh, And and that is something that (laughs) I'm sure there are an equal number of people that are incredibly excited to see what happened and incredibly distraught to see exactly what happened in that same situation. So let's take to Twitter right now. I will see what we find in terms of uh, tweets, and I'll give you the initial reaction. Uh, as we read them out loud. Quick little water break here as we've been talking for, for a little while. So our first one that we will talk about, uh, let's go to Mike Vidala. I have not read these yet, so let's get the uh, the true live reaction. Uh, Mike Vidala on Twitter says, wasn't that close. When you play a lot of guys, it takes longer to gel, but in time it gives coach options. My advice, keep playing them. I think this is a really good take. Uh, and I think it's exactly true. And Beheim talked about it a little bit after the game in the press conference. You know, if you're playing the starting lineup and a true rotation where it's much more narrowed, obviously you can win this game by more points than you did. But I don't think that is what today's game is about. I don't think that's what a lot of these easy non-conference games are supposed to be about. Beheim played all 12 scholarship players in this basketball game today. Ten players for Syracuse in in the First, I think 15 minutes. Their 10th player hit the court, and it's a good rotation. And I think there's a lot to be learned from there. But this game could have easily been uh, a bigger point differential if it was not for Syracuse rotating this many guys through. But I do think, as as mentioned on Twitter by Mike, that. This is going to be worth it, and you're going to gain a lot more uh, from this in the long run by giving more guys experience, by seeing more combos, by seeing who works well together or who can come in and be that spark or who can be the defensive guy, the the shooter that comes in off the bench. You're going to gain so much insight from being able to play these guys in this game a lot more than you are from winning this basketball game by 23 instead of 18. So 100% agree with that one. Uh, Justin Phillips, took him on defense. Definitely good. Judah did good. Chris was all right. Jesse was fantastic. And the backup center is definitely a force on defense. I agree. Monier Hema uh, jumped off the page to me today. I wasn't really, you know, pleased, or I didn't really have any thoughts to be completely honest on him based on the two exhibitions. Uh, really excited with what I saw from him today. 100%. Uh, Dave Tindall. Syracuse has athletic players, not sure where they will end up, but a really good bench, good rebounding and steals with fast breaks reminds me of teams of the old 80s and 90s. I think this team moves the ball well uh, and they can get out and run. and, And that's where those defensive improvements can really help this team is if they can step it up defensively. And they had moments where defense significantly led to offense, 1000%. Uh, Syracuse with 15 points off turnovers in this game. Um, getting out in 18 fast break points was more of the number I was looking for. So they were being able to get out and run, and, and I do think that it's going to bring that faster-paced game uh, that is, is going to be really beneficial for Syracuse if they can pull that off. Uh, Sean, uh, Doug Funny or Doug underscore funny five, need to tighten up on the turnovers like Jesse's play tonight. A lot of nice passing out of the post. The youngsters are working through the pace highly optimistic this is my personal outlook here as well. Uh, I, I am optimistic right now and maybe that's wrong maybe I'm overreacting to a game against Lehigh but I, I want to be optimistic with this team because I think that the youth on this team provides so much opportunity and so I, I'm gonna stay optimistic as long as I can and I, I completely agree uh, the turnovers yes you know you could improve Gerard with three turnovers. Mince with three turnovers. Quidier Copeland with three turnovers in this game. Uh, would you like them to, to narrow it down a little bit? Yes. At the end of the day, 13 turnovers. I think there were only three in the first half. Uh, and in the second half, you were mixing up a lot of different guys. There was a really bad stretch to open up the second half in terms of turnovers or something like that. Maybe I'm completely wrong in terms of the split on turnovers. Not Something that I'm terrified about right now, but definitely something that you can keep an eye out. Um, Brennan Mintz is legit, forgot what it was like to have a fast athletic guard with a handle. I'm really excited for Judah Mintz and you saw those flashes tonight him being able to get to the rim, finish in contact or finish with contact, uh, create for himself, uh, create for others in being able to do that. I'm really excited to see what he can do because of that explosiveness and because we've gotten used to, right? We're, we're so used to Joe and buddy from the last two years. And it's, it's not what you want to see from guards, right? Buddy, phenomenal shooter. Joe uh, is love, hate, but I, I I am on team Joe right now. uh, And this is something that I, I think is really good for him to have him off at the two, to have that, ability to really take you into the second level as a guard that that Judah Mintz provides is going to be massive for Syracuse this season. And our final one is from Eric Ryan. Oh, actually we got two more. Eric Ryan, quickly, I got to run through these. Uh, Joe to Jesse is going to be fun to watch. Great chemistry. I agree. Uh, That is one thing that I really like to see is when Joe brings the ball up the court, it seems like him and Jesse uh, have that connection and are really right there And our final one from Kevin Kloss. The overreaction from game number one is Benny Williams isn't that guy. Malik Brown over Benny Williams. I'm not sure I'm ready to jump ship yet, but the flashes we saw from Malik Brown today have 100% suggested that if Benny Williams does not make the jump that Syracuse needs him to make this season, Malik Brown is going to be right there to steal those minutes. And can make a very good push uh, for Syracuse. So definitely something to keep an eye out. Really good shout from Kevin Kloss. All right, I think that's going to do it for today. Syracuse is a one and 0 basketball team. And thank you for like, making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest story of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Owen Valentine. Hopefully, we'll have Bones back tomorrow. But Syracuse basketball is 1-0. And even though he doesn't want to talk about it, Jim Bayheim secured his 1100th career win.